0: Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'd <clears throat> uh, like to look into this chapter this morning in preparation for um, Family First Sunday. And um, want to encourage all um, I'm going to try to preach shorter so that um, so that um, all, the, all the parents can um, enjoy um, watching the information video about Goring Kids God's Way. Uh, we'll start that video about five minutes after the service, about five minutes after the service, and um, amen. And then tonight, we're excited about um, the information session for the Metro Baptist, Learning, um, uh, uh, Metro Baptist Learning Center, and so we're looking forward um, to that this evening as well. Let's begin in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Did we turn there already? Yeah, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and let's just read this um, chapter together, and then I'll bring out some um, truths about family life, about family life. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 1. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land, whither ye go to possess it. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, And observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, Vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you, for thy Lord thy God is a jealous God. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in Massa. Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies, and his statutes, which he hath commanded thee. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land, which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to cast out all thine enemies from before thee, as the Lord hath spoken. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes, and he brought us out from thence, that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God As he hath commanded us. Deuteronomy 6 is one of the great parenting chapters of the Bible. And to have an abundant family life, to have an uh, an abundant Christian home, it begins by learning the way God wants you to live. There is a way that God wants his children to live. We notice here in verses 1 through 3 that the way God wants us to live is according to His commandments. Notice verse 1. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it, that thou mayest fear the Lord thy God to keep all His statutes and His commandments which I command thee, Thou and thy son and thy sons' sons all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye might increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee. There is a way that God wants us to live, and that way is found in his commandments, in his statutes, and in judgment. In short, the way he wants us to live is found in the, word of, in the word of God. The wonderful thing about the parenting class is it presents biblical truths um, one upon the other. And each week you learn another parenting truth from the word of God. And, and so line upon line, uh, word upon word, precept upon precept, God gives you truths that will help build a Christian and godly home. Learning how God wants us to live is learning all the things that Christ taught his disciples. You know, the the church was sent out with a mission. And in Matthew 28, 20, the Bible says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You know, many believe that we're nearing the time when Christ will return. And and that's the end of the age, the end of the world. And until He returns, we need to be teaching God's commandments, God's statutes, um, God's judgments. We need to be teaching what Christ taught His disciples. The way God wants us to live as Christians, go to Ephesians 4, is different than the way the world lives. He wants us to live differently. When we have new life in Jesus Christ, the Bible says, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. And so a miracle happens the moment you believe on Christ for salvation, but then a continual changing needs to happen from the old man to the new man. The, the, the doctrinal word for that is sanctification. God wants to set us apart. God wants us to be sanctified. in our We are sanctified positionally through Jesus Christ, but we're also sanctified to be sanctified progressively as we go through our Christian life, God wants us to become more and more like Him. Notice here in Ephesians 4 and verse 17, "...this I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not, henceforth means from now on, walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that ye have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation. The word conversation means lifestyle. The former lifestyle. The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, be renewed in your spirit of of your mind. You renew your mind by, by bathing your mind in the Word of God. Renewing your mind and putting on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness, And true holiness. So the way God wants us to live is different than the way the world around us lives. As a biblical family, God wants us to be counter culture. God wants us to be going upstream. While culture is going downstream, God wants us to be going upstream. Um, Look back at Leviticus. Um, God gave Leviticus chapter eighteen. God gave some um, God shows us in Leviticus eighteen that the perversion of the Canaanite society in which they were going they were going in there and they were conquering and <clears throat> God did not want them to live the way of the Canaanites. He wanted them to live different. He wanted them to live in a way that was honoring to God. Notice in Leviticus 18 and verse 24, it says, Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all these things the nations are defiled, which I cast out. Before you, and the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomit, vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled, that the land spew not you out also when you defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore ye shall keep mine ordinance, that ye commit not any of these abominable customs." Which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord. God doesn't want us living according to this world. God wants us to be living counterculture. God wants us to be living in a way that's pleasing and honoring to Him. There is a way that God wants us to live, and that way is found in the Word of God. Secondly, the way God wants us to live is rooted in two great commandments. Go back to Deuteronomy 6. We see the first commandment here. Um, It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Thee and these are the word and these words which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. The way God wants us to live is in obedience to these great commandments. The great commandment of loving God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. Um, Matthew 20, uh, 22 and verse thirty six. Jesus was asked, Master. Which is the great commandment in the law? There's hundreds of laws contained in the Pentateuch. Hundreds of laws. But Jesus pointed to this law right here in Deuteronomy um, chapter 6. And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. This commandment, if it is settled in our heart, it makes the second commandment um, easy to live. The second commandment is, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. All of the laws of God, all of the statutes and commandments of God, they, they either are a reflection of a love for God or they're a reflection of of a love for one another. You know, these laws that we just read about in, Deuteron- in Leviticus 18, those are all expressions of God's love. If we follow His commandments, we are loving our neighbor as ourself. I like how Jesus says it in verse 40 of Matthew 22, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So you have loving God with all of your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And you have loving your neighbor as yourself. All of God's commandments hang on those two commandments. And so um, a godly home, a home that's pleasing to God, it, 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 those two commandments have to be settled in our heart that we're going to love God and that we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. We also see from Deuteronomy chapter 6 that God wants us to live this way because He passionately loves us and He wants what is best for us. You know, God's love is not a selfish love. God's love is always for the, for the betterment of His children. There's nothing selfish about God's love. N- n- notice verse 3, Deuteronomy 6 and verse 3. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it, might be, that it may be well with thee, and that ye might increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. He wants it to be well with us. He wants us to increase. He wants to fulfill all of His promises that He's made us about blessing us. Notice verse 18. Verse number 18. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land, which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. And then verse number 24. One of my favorite verses. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes. To fear the Lord our God. Notice there. For our good always. That he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. God knows that his commandments are for our good always. And they will preserve our lives. They will bless our lives in a special way. You see, this chapter tells us that God is jealous. His love is shown in his jealousy for us. God doesn't want He doesn't want um, our affection. He doesn't want our affections to compete for, for anyone else but for Him. God loves us with a jealous love. Notice verse 14. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. He desires your devoted love. He doesn't want you sharing that devotion with anything or with anyone. He loves you with a jealous love. We also see from this um, from this passage of scripture that he saved these Israelites out of the bondage of Egypt. And it's a great picture for Christians. The Bible teaches that we are all slaves to sin. But through the cross of Jesus Christ, we can be forgiven. And we can be freed from the bondage of sin. He saved Um, The Israelites, He saved us as an expression of love. Look at verse 21. Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt. And the Lord brought us up out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, upon all his household before our eyes. And He brought us out from thence that He might bring us in. To give us the land which He sware unto our fathers. He saved you. He expressed His love to you by saving you. Um, 1 John 3, 16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 1 John 4 9 says in this was manifested the love of God toward us because God sent his only begotten son into the world. Only begotten son means one and only son. Jesus is the eternal son of God. There's never been a time um, God is eternal and God is eternal as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so, um, God, who had lived for eternity, God the Father with God the Son, God sent Him um, to die for our sins. It says, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Why did God send His Son? He sent Jesus to be our example. But that's not the primary reason He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to be the propitiation for our sins. He sent Jesus to be the final and only payment for our sins. There's no other way to be forgiven but through the sacrifice of God's love, the sacrifice of God's Son for our sins. And any sinner that will turn to God, recognizing they're a sinner, recognizing they're on their way to hell, and um, turning to Jesus Christ and putting their faith in Him, they can be saved and they can have eternal life. If you're here today and you've never turned to Jesus, and put your faith and trust in Him. He can save you today. So He is jealous for your love, He saved you by His love, and He has blessed you. I've noticed there in verse 23, it says, And He brought us out from thence, that He might bring us in, to give us the land which He sware unto our fathers. As His children, we are blessed people. Psalms 103 says this, Psalms 103 in verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. We are a blessed people. God wants us to live um, according to his commandments because he passionately loves us and he wants what is best for us. Now, God also wants us to live for Him so that we will fulfill His purpose to bring Him glory. Notice um, verse 24, Deuteronomy 6, 24. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that He might preserve us alive as it is at this day, and it shall be our righteousness If we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God, as he hath commanded us, it shall be our righteousness. When we obey God's commandments, we bring glory to God. As Jesus said in Matthew 5, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven when we, when we obey God's word, we bring glory to God above. Um, Exodus 19 tells us that when we obey God's commandments, we are a peculiar treasure. We are a treasure, a, a brilliant diamond uh, to, um, t- to represent the Lord and to bring glory to his name in this world. God wants us to live this way. God wants wants us to follow His commandments so that we fulfill our purpose to bring Him glory. And then we see in in verse number 2, God wants us to live this way generationally. God wants us to live this way generationally. It says that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all His statutes and His commandments which I command thee, thou that's you, and thy son, that's your children, and thy son's son, that is your grandchildren, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. God wants us to obey um, and to pass on our faith generationally. God wants us to be examples, and God wants us to pass on our faith to our children and to our grandchildren. God has called us as parents. God has called us to be examples of a genuine love for God. We see that in verse number um, verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Jesus adds, with all your mind and with all your strength. We are to love the Lord thy God. We are to be examples of loving God with all of our heart. You can have all the parenting courses in the world, but the greatest thing you can do for your children is to love God With all of your heart. To love God with all of your heart. Um, And and then verse 7. A very practical verse. It says. And thou shalt teach them. Diligently. Unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them. When thou sittest in thine house. When thou walkest by the way. When thou liest down. And when thou rises up. God has called us. To teach our children in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, when they get up in the morning, when they go to bed at night. God wants us to be teaching them the Word of God. God wants us us to be teaching them how to live a Christian life. And that's one of the primary purposes of the parenting class is to teach us how to teach our children to follow the Lord our God. And God has called us to share our personal relationship with God, with our children. It's interesting, in verse number 20 it says, And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord God hath commanded you? Your children are going to ask questions about why you do certain things, why you don't do certain things. They're going to ask you why you live your life the way you live it. And that's going to give you an open door to share with them how you came to Christ and how God changed your life and and why you obey the Lord as an expression of love for all that He's done for you. God has called us to share our faith with our children. God has shared, uh, called us to um, be ready um, just to share what God is doing in our lives. And I hope you'll join with us as we embark on the parenting course again. Um, we're going to do it on Tuesday nights. And um, it's going to be a great time of, of growth, spiritual growth. You know, parenting course... Um, It does the most work on the parent's heart. The children won't be there. Um, It does a great work on the parent's heart. And then they pass on to their children by example and by instruction. All that they're learning in that course. And so God has called us to love him with all of our heart. And to pass um, pass that faith on to our children. And pass on the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. For the purpose of glorifying God and bringing glory to God in our lives. Let's bow our heads this morning and let's close our eyes. Father, uh, we thank you for Deuteronomy chapter 6 and all that it teaches us about parenting. All it teaches us about living a Christian life and loving you with all of our heart. And I pray every parent here today during this invitation would make a determination in their heart that they're going to give their life to you to be the best Christian they can be obviously depending on your grace and on your help and Lord they're going to ask, Lord help me to pass my faith on to my children Lord, Lord help us, Lord help us as a church And Lord, help us as parents. We ask these things in Jesus' name.